pressure's a privilege, man. We want to run towards that pressure. We don't want to run from it. And we want to enjoy that and embrace it and, and fight through the struggle of it. another edition of the orange and black podcast it has been a minute dylan but we are back with a special edition as campbell baseball is dropping their schedule tomorrow whenever y'all listen to this hopefully it'll be within minutes of after the schedule has dropped but we've known about this for a while dylan but what are your first thoughts on the schedule and then we'll jump into some reads to get the thing started yeah, I think we've been itching uh, ever since we got a sneak peek of the schedule um, as a, a per- birthday present to me uh, back in the first week of October. So we've been uh, eagle-eyeing it and, and looking at some matchups um, that we're, we're going to like. And um, I think I think everybody will kind of pencil in the, the top matchup um, – in March, but, but I kind of have a, a dark horse r- uh, matchup right off the bat um, with uh, UC Santa Barbara uh, coming into to Bowie's Creek, traveling all the way from California to North Carolina. Um, and I think that will end up being a top 25 matchup. Um, I will go ahead and put my pen to paper on that one. Hopefully it doesn't come back to bite me, but uh, the Gauchos are a good baseball team. They always have a good baseball team. Um, they are a very decent uh, team. I think they're out of the Big West um, conference uh, play alongside UC Davis. Um, I think Cal State Fullerton's in that same conference. So they're always a good team. They always produce a good team. They produce uh, MLB talent um, throughout the year. So um, it's going to be a great matchup. And I think right off the bat, you have uh, a top 25 matchup. They're going to be right up there, probably in the mid teens, uh, in the upper 20s. So, and we'll probably be right there with them to start out the season. So that's the one that I, I think, like I told you and Evan, that's the first one I circled that said, this is going to be the litmus test of how this season is going to go. Um, if you can, do something against UC Santa Barbara, and then you look at the schedule of the rest of the matchups, it kind of tells of what this team's going to be um, right off the bat. Yeah, Dylan, exciting. You already alluded to it. If you're listening to this, you've probably already seen the schedule, um, but we're going to kind of go through, break it down, talk about what we're excited about, Dylan, a lot of home games, and we'll get into that. Uh, but before we get started, uh, as you can see, I have my new uh, Campbell basketball home field shirt on. If you want the same thing and all the other cool styles, you can uh, go on their website and get yours and get 15% off using code orange and black. And then you can sport uh, the camels, especially as we are wrapping up football season, just beginning ba- basketball season. And oh boy, we're talking about it today. We're gearing up for baseball season, which we know that a lot of you who follow us are super excited about especially last year, Dylan, whenever we, we, we started this thing uh, last year, it was when Campbell was in the top 10 in the nation. And today I tweeted out that we are 99 days away from Campbell baseball and opening day. And one of our friends from Charleston Southern uh, down there in the big South, he replied back. He said, man, football is not even over and basketball is just getting started. How are you even thinking about baseball? And all I could think about was how can you not, whenever you're coming off a season where your team was in the top 10, you make it to yet again another regional final. And we've been looking forward to this day for some time. We have uh, some inside information, as you alluded to, um, where we got a little preview of the beginning of the schedule. And then through some uh, investigative journalism, uh, we were able to pull the rest of the schedule. So me and you have known about the full schedule for about a month now, and we have literally been talking about where we can't wait for this day to come, and Dylan is here. I'm going to go through just a quick list of all the opponents, and then we will jump into some of our favorites, how the schedule opens up uh, with a lot of home games, and then kind of get into some more analysis on who uh, was in the tournament last year, who finished ranked, and just how do we see this Campbell team bouncing back after a huge year last year and what they project moving forward. So as Dylan said, Campbell will open up 
against UC Santa Barbara and Bowie's Creek on February 16th. It's going to be chilly, but look, whenever you have a quality program coming in, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Campbell, as always, Campbell will play ECU the first Tuesday after the opening weekend. That happens every single year in Bowie's Creek. Follow that up with Ohio University at Coastal Carolina, a three-game series at Georgia Southern. They welcome in the North Carolina Tar Heels for the first time ever uh, to Jim Perry Stadium, followed by a weekend series against Bucknell, a midweek against Lafayette, a three-game against Valparaiso, a rematch of a Big South opponent with Charleston Southern. CAA opener is on March the 22nd against the Blue Hens of Delaware, followed by a midweek at Duke, a road trip to Elon on the weekend, Charlotte um, in uh, Fayetteville, uh, then you get North Carolina A&T. That'll be an easy uh, get-right weekend for the Camels, followed by Stony Brook at home. Travel to NC State for a little rematch, a little uh, Columbia-South Carolina regional rematch there in Raleigh on April 16th. Uh, Hostra on the road the following weekend. Welcome Duke, the Blue Devils, back to Jim Perry Stadium, uh, followed by Carlson, College of Charleston at home. Going to face off against Tyler Robinson, and the Liberty Flames on May 1st. Uh, then they travel to UNCW uh, for the first weekend series in May. Make a return trip uh, to Chapel Hill, followed by a weekend series at Monmouth. Uh, the final non-con game of the season at ECU, as we see every single year on a Tuesday. And then Campbell wraps up the regular season at home against William and Mary. Dylan, What? let's talk about the beginning of the schedule. Last year, we had some okay home games. Uh, not a great home slate, but look, if you're a Campbell fan and you want to see some baseball early and see what this team is all about, you have a chance to, don't you? Yeah, I, I mean, the first 19 first 19 of the 23 home like games were off the bat or at home. So um, time for you to uh, save up your pennies now. Um, because you will be spending it on March uh, going to all the home games. So, And Dylan, I, I mean, if you are within any relatively drive uh, to campus, if you're going to get season tickets, this is the year because you you got a lot of great opponents and you open up very strong with a lot of games, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you season tickets, you might as well invest this year because, I mean, you're, you're going to get your flavor right off the bat. Um, also invest in the Campbell blankets, the Campbell, uh, sweaters, the Campbell toboggans, cause it's going to be cold. Um, it's always, but like the that. bats are going to be hot, baby. Exactly. I mean, the bats are going to be hot. You're going to see some flamethrowers on the mound. Uh, I mean, you're going to, you're just going to see great offense and great pitching. So, um, I, I think if you look at it right off the bat, you're going to have, like I said, UC Santa Barbara, probably going to be in the top 25. ECU probably going to be in top 25 Ohio university, probably not so much, but then coastal Carolina top 25 team. Uh, they ended the season uh, 21st ranked uh, when it was all said and done. So right there, you have three teams that you're going to have a litmus test of how this is going to go really, really quickly. Um, I, I think coach Hare that's a perfect uh, coach Hare move to kind of just show what this team's going to be. And I think in previous seasons where you've kind of set the schedule to be a little easier um, at the beginning, I think he's done the reverse. He wants to get that notoriety right off the bat. He wants the Campbells to be known. He wants the Campbells to be on the national radar and he wants his team to be a threat right at the beginning. And you set yourself up to be that threat. Um, if you could go in, take two out of three years sweep UC Santa Barbara that will just put you right, right on the map really quickly you go in you keep that streak against e, uh, ECU going um in Bowie's Creek gotta get you some notoriety if you take care of your business against Ohio University puts you right in the business of going to Coastal Carolina um a little struggles there last year um, I think that was more towards the back end of the schedule. Um, and Coastal Carolina was hitting a hot streak at that time. So hopefully you can write the ship, um, go down there to Conway and do your business down there. Uh, and once you do your business down down there, and those are the th first two series and the first two bid weeks, you set yourself up pretty good 
Um, I mean, you're going to Georgia Southern. And then finally, I think we've been begging for years, for years, can we get a North Carolina matchup in Bowie's Creek? Um, and we finally got it. Um, I think everybody was predicting it um, right off the bat when we were kind of dropping teasers in the chat, in the chat um, saying that there was going to be something really big. And um, I think some of y'all guessed it right off the bat. So um, with the Diamond Heels uh, coming to town um, on a midweek, uh, they might want to bring in more stadium seating because that will probably uh, break the uh, all-time attendance record. So a lot of fun matchups right at the beginning of the season. Um, so get your season tickets now. And I think it sets it up for the Campbells to be very successful and j- jump right back into the top 10 um, immediately to start off the season. Yeah, Dylan, last year, you know, as much as you would not think about it with a program like Campbell, all we were talking about the second half of the season was this team and this program's RPI, where they stacked up nationally. They were in the top 10. And I'll be honest, when the schedule, we first got a look at the schedule, I was like, are we challenging ourselves that much? But we really are. You take a look at this schedule. Campbell, out of their 54 uh, games on the season, they're playing 12 teams. Uh, They have 12 games against teams that were in uh, the NCAA tournament last year. And you only have three out of 54 of those games at home. And when you take a look at that, you want to talk about building your RPI. And we harped on this all year last year is you have to have quality road wins. And even if you lose quality road games, how the RPI works is you're still going to jump up in the RPI rankings. And as we saw Campbell dipped slightly at the end of last year, along with maybe a few other factors like the NCAA absolutely hating the Camels uh, might be why uh, Campbell did not get a host in Fayetteville last year. Uh, jokes like aside from uh, the stadium, um, you know, conditions and all that stuff. But whenever you're looking at the strict facts, Campbell was toe to toe with all these other teams that got to host last year in the NCAA tournament. And that is because the Camels challenged themselves against top ranked teams on the road. And Campbell is going to do that again this year. Like I mentioned, they have 12 of their 54 games against teams that were in the NCAA tournament last year. That's two games against ECU, home and away, one game against Coastal, a home and away series, or a home and home uh, midweek with UNC, home and home with Duke, uh, Charlotte, that's going to be in Fayetteville, NC State, again, going to be challenging themselves there. And then UNCW for a three-game series in Dillon. That is going to be an awesome weekend down in Wilmington. And it'll get the guys ready for the CEA tournament uh, that's going to be in Wilmington as well at the end of May. Speaking more on the quality opponents that Campbell faced last year, talking about teams who finished ranked after the entire tournament last year to go along with Campbell, who finished in the top 25 to end the season. Uh, they'll face off against Duke twice, who finished number 15 in the nation last year. Coastal, who Campbell has had a long rivalry with, who finished 21st. And then the ECU Pirates, who the Camels swept last year, I, I may mention. Uh, Dylan, you may remember those three games. We we might have talked a little bit about On those three games. Uh, the Pirates finished number 24 in the nation. And Dylan, they bring a lot back, but so do the Camels. And it's going to be an awesome Awesome season. Talking about those teams who finished ranked in the top 25 at the end of last year, five of Campbell's 54 games will be against those teams with only two of the 54 games at home. So again, Campbell is challenging themselves, but overall, I mean, you're talking about you as a Campbell fan get 12 games where you can come see the Camels play against a team at home that was in the NCAA tournament last year and five teams who are ranked last year. Dylan, 10 years ago, before Justin Harry got here and before Coach Goff was here, I mean, this program was in shambles, let's be completely honest. And to think that now you have the chance to face off against 12 teams that were in the NCAA tournament last year and not even mention you have a chance to beat those teams and make a statement. And then you have a lot more opportunities on the road to get more quality wins and reach new heights. I mean, Dylan, I don't know how much higher you can go than top 10. I mean, that's pretty high when you're talking about a program like Campbell, but um, just exciting times. Dylan, 
let's talk let's start with with the non non-con and we'll start with your favorite um you've already mentioned a few games but like the game that you cannot miss at home and your favorite game that you you don't want to miss on the road in the non-con and then we'll jump into CAA play, which I know we're all excited about because let's be frank, Campbell has dominated the Big South for the last five years. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to take the non-conventional route at home. I think the UC Santa Barbara game, uh, the series is just going to be one for, I I think it would make national weekend series right off the bat. Uh, I know everybody's going to go with the Carolina series, uh, Carolina game at home uh so i will save that for everybody else that kind of writes its own story but i i think the santa barbara series is going to be right up there it's going to be very sneaky um people are going to look at it and be like you see santa barbara really like but that's a very sneaky team they are very good um and they represent themselves well and they've been to uh ncaa tournaments in the past um that that whole conference is very good um has produced uh it'll be quality players i mean you have cal state fullerton that they gotta face uh at least twice twice uh, a year and then you gotta face uc davis who was really good um and then you have uh you have uc santa barbara so um i'm, I'm not gonna disrespect them i i think we should respect them. Um, I respect them coming all the way from uh, Santa Barbara, California, all the way to uh, Bowie's Creek, North Carolina, um, to to play some uh, play some games. I mean, Sunday they got a one it, one. There's no deep. no uh, sunshine like the over here, but uh, exactly. They'll, honestly, can... they'll be they'll be a little chilly. February sixteenth, little yeah. advantage camels right off the bat. Oh yeah, well, and then you have the advantage because. Sunday they have to play a one o'clock game, which is ten a.m. in in California, and then you're probably flying back after that game. Um, so I, I think uh, Coach Air and the coaching staff who made the schedule very sneaky for that one uh, to uh, maybe steal a win at, at on the on the Sunday uh, game. So um, and then I think the yeah, away Dylan, one- before before you jump into your next game, I I just I'm looking up Santa Barbara a little bit. Um, they didn't make the tournament last year, but the three years prior in 2019, 21, and 2022, they made an appearance in the NCAA tournament. And back in 2016, they won the NCAA regional. Um, so a very storied program. And that those uh, you know, California baseball schools out there, they're they're tough. And uh, you've seen a lot of success across the board. You talk about Irvine and some other of those schools, a very competitive league out there. And a lot of competition. Go ahead and, and jump into your next favorite. Yeah, I game. mean, no disrespect to Irvine too. Irvine, a very good school as well. So, I mean, those California kids are are different gravy, um, as, as somebody once said. So, um, I'm gonna put um, some major respect uh, on the Gauchos um, of UC Santa Barbara, uh, and I think the away one uh, is the revenge in Raleigh. Um, we're 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 looking for blood. Um, the last time we rally didn't go well. Um, but back in twenty twenty two, um, that was the last time we faced uh, NC State. Um, in in the regular season, uh, we won seven to four in Bowie's Creek. Um, and I think we were kind of pushing the buttons all last year, saying, "Well, why the state not playing us all of a sudden?" Um, and we made those uh very uh very comparisons uh on the discord chat so um i think they lit their wounds came back and wanted some more camels um this year so um i I think that's going to be a very interesting matchup we're going to raleigh um in in april kind of the height of the season um we're going there and we're going to look for a win um it's always the midweek so those midweeks get a little bit weird um when you're kind of facing off against a midweek pitcher or you're playing a battle of the bullpens uh, to get you through the game. So um, I think last year the Campbells ended up finding that midweek pitcher in, in Hunter Lloyd. So um, if we can find that midweek pitcher again, um, you start ticking off these midweek um, games where these teams are kind of either playing battle of the bullpen or they got a freshman who's only pitched like three innings going out there for two innings of himself. And if we could start jumping on these teams and start adding up these midweek wins, 
Um, it's going to play dividends towards the end of the season where we have our RPI stacked up against a lot of these SEC teams. You know, the SEC is going to be um, different gravy uh, with Vanderbilt, Tennessee, and Jack, uh, Jack Caglione in Florida. They're going to be different, so you know they're going to be there. So we kind of want to stack ourselves up with that, and Coach Hare has done that. And you kind of said the uh, home versus away, a lot of those big games are away. So Coach Hare is playing, and, and the staff is playing the system because with RPI, they've learned from past season, if you want a good RPI, you're going to have to face a lot of these teams on the road. And you can host some at home, but you're going to want to win some on the road to get that RPI up to where you're in hosting territory. Yeah, Dylan, I mean, it's it's going to be a great matchup. And you look at that, that NC State game, it's in the middle of April. You know, it's kind of like right at the tipping point of the season. And whenever – like everyone's kind of settled out and you kind of see who is who. And that's when the RPI really stabilizes a little bit. And when wins like that against an ACC program, against a team that should be in the top 40 RPI without a doubt, by the time we get to that point in the season, especially since they play like uh K Fear Community College every every game of the season leading up to that and all their weekend series, it's a proven point, Dylan. Just look it up. Um, I mean, that is like it's, I mean, they hey, also, disrespect they play, by K Fear Community they, College. Come they, on. <laughs> they, I'm sorry to sorry to K Fear hey, to disrespect. In, NC State almost lost to a community college in, in fall ball, so let's put it at that. They did. That is true, Dylan. Look, last year they played Radford in like a three game series, and it was actually surprisingly close. And Campbell put up like 80 touchdowns on Radford in Virginia last year. So anyway, my rant against NC State is over, but what I was saying is that is when the season stabilizes, and when you're going to face off against a team that's going to be anywhere from the top 40 to the top 10 in the RPI, that you can really start making moves when it matters. The RPI is very uh, fluid, you know, in the first month or so, because there's a lot of people losing, a lot of teams playing this, but once you start getting into late April and into May is when you really start looking at it. And when it really matters for the seeds in the NCAA tournament and stuff like that. Dylan, I'm going to jump into the games that I am excited about in the non-conference. Dylan, I think the first four games of the season are critical to how how this thing is, is going to go. And I know it's going to be early and you don't have your arms figured out. But if you can, if you can win two out of three against Santa Barbara... And you come into Jim Perry Stadium on that Tuesday night against ECU. I tell you what, Dylan, there's going to be some fired up pirates on that field. There's going to be some fired up, probably hammered pirates in the stadium. <laughs> and, but you know what? After last year, there's going to be some fired up camels in the crowd. And I'd be damned. There's going to be some fired up camels in that dugout on the third baseline. And Dylan, it's, it's going to be. It's going to be a brawl. I mean, it's going to be a fun baseball game. And, you know, Dylan, last year it was really fun playing those guys three three times. And as much as, like, they hate us on Twitter and we give them crap, like, they could very well beat us twice this year and it'll go the other way. But isn't it fun to have that regional rivalry and that banter and just, you know, it's a shame that we, we don't play three games. I thought it was awesome to have – one game in Bowie's Creek, one game in Greenville, and right smack in the middle of the season, you get that neutral site game where you get to play each other and see, hey, who won this three-game series? And when you look at the RPI and where Campbell stacked up against other mid-major teams and teams that were similar to Campbell, Campbell had that two-game two series series win over the Pirates, and that propelled Campbell to like another level when you're talking about national rankings and national conversation and it's kind of a shame that they didn't do it i would love to see if you know like last year we played in fayetteville maybe next year we play in like wilson at the top stadium or something so it's a little bit closer to greenville um that didn't happen i'm not throwing any shade at cliff god when i bring it to uh bring it to the queen city uh there's a very nice park uh night stadium and the smack dab of uptown uh it's a very 
scenic area. I've heard balls uh, go off uh, actual buildings. So I, just just a personal reference. But I think you trade that three game series for one game at home against Carolina. So it, it's either I think you, it's it's a trade. You either want the three game series against ECU, which is we all love that. But I think Coach Hare and the staff traded that away for a home game event against Carolina that everybody has been salivating for for God knows when. Waiting, waiting for a long time, Dylan. And and like you touched on, we can't. The Camels have had to go to Chapel Hill every time that these teams have played in regular season in a regular season battle. And Campbell finally gets to Tar Heels to come to Bowie's Creek after. Campbell went to Chapel Hill last year and beat the Tar Heels in a game that, quite honestly, Campbell did not play the best on a mid- in a midweek game. But Campbell was able to, look, Justin Air talks about this hard-to-kill offense, this hard-to-kill attack. That is what that game was. There was some base-running mistakes in that game. You live with that. That is what Justin Hare does. Campbell was able to inch that out. And if I remember correctly, I think Aaron Run was just like an animal in that game. Um which when was he not last year? We are definitely going to miss him this year. Um, but Dylan, one game, um, one series, non-con wise, that's on the road that I am really looking forward to. Yes, I will love the NC State game. I love the Duke game. Hopefully, they play at the DBAP. But you talk about a program that, if you talk about over the past two three years, has been awesome. Georgia Southern, Campbell goes to State Spur, Georgia. The third weekend of the season. Yeah, the third weekend of the season. And this is a, a Georgia Southern Eagles team who hosted. They were a national seed two years ago. Ended up losing to Notre Dame, who ended up beating Tennessee, who Campbell, of course, played that year whenever Campbell had one of their best seasons to date. And they got sent to the best team, possibly one of the best teams in college baseball history. Uh, which once again proves my point that the NCAA uh, hates orange and black or something. Maybe we can get uh, like the commissioner on the pod, Dylan, and s- or maybe the AD from Auburn and see what. I mean, that would be us. lovely too. And also that uh, Tennessee team, we were up four nothing, and Chase, their best pitcher, Chase Dahlander, who uh, right after that did not have a below six uh, ERA. Um, I think we scarred him for life uh, at that game. Just uh, want to point that out. Yeah, I mean, but you go back to that season, and this was a Georgia Southern team who was a top 16 team in the nation. They hosted uh, very similar to what uh, Campbell should have been last year if you look at the metrics and how it lines up. So very similar programs. Uh, that is a beautiful ballpark. Um to all of our outfielders, they uh, Statesboro, Georgia, is very similar to Bowie's Creek. Um, if you like Zaxby's, like the Zaxby's in Lillington, uh, that is where Zaxby's originated. Um, so exactly. my fiance lived in Statesboro for a couple of years. Um, she since grew better, and well, her parents, I guess, uh, knew better and left. But so if you can imagine. It's basically like being in Jim Perry Stadium, but if behind the outfield walls, instead of there being a hump in right field, there's just a bunch of pickup trucks with drunk college kids. So our outfielders, you're going to have a blast, and you're going to have even more fun whenever you knock the beer out of one of their hands whenever you blast the home runs. I'm looking at you, Peyton Bonds. I'm looking at you, man. Um, we're excited to have him on the team this year. I hope he gets some plans on, but you know, Justin Hare likes his transfers and, and kind of works it up. But that game against Georgia Southern is going to be fun. Um, it's going to be quite on. I mean, just like a good weekend series. You talk about another like national headlines, like mid major games that you want to watch. Um, I'm a huge fan of 11.7. Uh, friends with Ben Upton, the host over there. He's cool. He was on our pod, uh, before the regionals last year. Um, and that's going to be a game they're definitely going to preview as well as that Santa Barbara game to open the season. But talking about road games, it's going to be fun weekend down at Statesboro. You just got to get out of there uh, without, you know, getting clubbed in the head by one of those drunk guys in, in right field. But it'll be fun, uh, Dylan. A lot of fun in the non-con. That's what we really love 
Uh, obviously, you got the regional rivalries with UNC, Duke, NC State, ECU. You got Coastal. But Dylan, let let's let's be honest. Campbell has dominated the Big South for five, six straight years, regular season and postseason. As much as it is fun, just like beating Radford by literally 30 runs. Like I'm not exactly a billion. Yeah, like literally beating them by like 30 runs. I'm ready to have some competition. I'll let you give your takes on the initial conference schedule, and then we'll get into like what we're looking forward to. But Dylan, I have it's going to be tougher, but I have a good feeling still as we move forward into the CAA. And Dylan, we've we've talked a lot. A lot of people have been excited about Campbell still going to dominate CAA. In some sports, it hasn't been as great as it could be. But I think the train keeps on rolling for Justin Hare and crew when we move into the CAA. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I think you trade the non trade the beginning of the season and all the non conference games at home, and and what you're going to get back is a a lot of conference games that are not going to be at home. So this is where you take your investment in the games and you flip it over and, and get your flow, um, get your flow on, uh, as I've heard people say, um, and, and you kind of sit back, um, maybe hopefully when we get around, uh, May, June, uh, you can get that, uh, barbecue going, um, and, and watch the camels as they're going to have a lot of games away. Um, and that's kind of what you trade out beginning of the CAA new life. And, they CEA probably wants to test the camels and and see if we're we're up to the test. But I, I agree with you. I think it's uh, we're going to be right up to the test. Um, so if you kind of look, you you host A uh, and T North Carolina A and T at home. Right after that, Stony Brook, and then you we already talked about non conference. But then the next um, conference game you get at home. Is College of Charleston, and then you don't get one after until William and Mary, right before you start the C the CAA tournament. So you have a lot of time where you're kind of on the road, and that's going to test the will of of these Campbells because you're going to be on the road a lot. You go from Wilmington one weekend to New Jersey in the next weekend. <laughs> um, so um, a little beach the C- surf in there, yeah, exactly. So a little bit of beach surfing, and then. You go up and and hopefully they maybe will you get a good non yeah you got Carolina away so uh, I don't think you're gonna get some time to go up and see the the New York skyline but maybe maybe you can I don't know um, but you, I mean you're gonna be in New Jersey to face Mammoth so um, I think you kind of look at it and we look at last year's um, last year's standings from the CAA obviously you have UNCW who won the CAA regular season. Right behind them is Elon, um, and and they're going to be a tough test. And we have them away for our second CAA series. Um, Start right the rivalry. I'm begging. It, exactly. Um, I mean, we want to have multiple rivalries in in the CAA. Uh, we obviously have the UNCW one, which is always fun, and and we have uh, a lot of banter with that. But. Uh, I think we get Elon in there and make that another rivalry. So I think it makes it fun. And then the sneaky team who ended up winning the CAA um, championship, uh, Northeast. Uh, no, they didn't win the CAA championship, but they were right there um, at the end. They uh, dropped a fly ball in the championship game. I forgot, and it was yeah, pouring down that. rain and the UNCW won. It was like the most crazy thing ever. yeah I, when i thought UNCW about it guy, yeah it when crazy. i thought about it i was like oh yeah they dropped that fly ball in the rain they want they they had the game won but literally the umps wouldn't call it it was in charleston um at patriots point it was literally pouring rain and the guy like couldn't see and he dropped the fly ball literally it was like a pop-up to the catcher and like it literally landed right in foul territory didn't go anywhere because it was pouring rain and yeah, UNCW won. Yeah, Northeastern did finish third in the regular season, but they had that incredible run in in the CAA tournament. I, I mean, just to look at what they did: um, beat William and Mary, um, beat Elon 
Um, and then you they lose to UNCW, so they had to go play the loser's bracket, end up beating um, Elon, and then come back to UNCW. Should have won that game. Nevertheless, we're, we're not going to make fun of them for that one. That's a little tough. So they're going to be a good team as well. Um, and then you kind of look at the CAA and the rest of the CAA, um, and it kind of turns out to be something like a, a Big South. I don't think maybe your Mammoth is your Radford, but everybody else is going to be right there in, in that conversation. So um, it, we're going to be the new kids on the block um, coming in, and um, we're going to be facing a lot of those teams on the road, which is – well, I think we trade that off to take that because that's just going to boost our RPI every single time. We either get a sweep or two out of three, um, especially when you're facing UNCW, who was the powerhouse of the CAA last year. We're facing them away, and if we can get two out of three in a sweep, RPI at the beginning or at the end of the season just solidifies that RPI. And I think this year for – the punishment, if you want to call it from the CEA that we have faced a lot of these te- uh, teams on the road, we kind of take that punishment because in the long run, if you do well against these teams on the road, your RPI just keeps on shooting up. Um, and then you kind of look at everybody else's schedule. They're going to favor us with a, a lot of good teams on the road versus, uh, I don't know, Georgia Southern that could be there. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure of what those, I mean, ECU that could, that could be there that could be looking at uh, hosting a a Greenville um, regional. So um, I think you look at it that trade the non-conference, all the home games at the beginning, what you get is a lot of flow baseball um, action. So uh, get your subscriptions, make sure they're still steady and ready to go. Um, And also flow baseball has a great tournament at the beginning of the season, um, with the Round Rock Classic on Floyd Baseball, which has some really good teams like I think Arkansas, Tennessee, and that's always a banger of um, a series on Floyd Baseball. And then you can watch the Camels as they carve the way in and out of the CAA. Yeah, Dylan, you look at this CAA schedule and, you know, you talked about Northeastern who over the past two, three years, has been right at the top of that conference. But Campbell does not get them on the schedule this year in the regular season. So you avoid one trip up to the Northeast where it could be any kind of weather. Um, So really, the two weekends that you really highlight on the CAA schedule are two road weekend series. And that is at Elon, who finished the regular season in second place last year, and UNCW, who the Camels are also familiar with, who won the league both the regular season and tournament championships last year, as we talked about earlier. But that's going to be fun, Dylan. Um, But really, you look at this league and you look at the standings last year. After you get past the top five, where you had UNCW, Elon, Northeastern, Charleston, and Delaware, everyone else in the league after that point was either 500 or worse. And when you take out Northeastern out of that equation, because Campbell does not play them in the regular season, that's only the top four teams. Campbell will face off against UNCW on the road. They will face off against Elon on the road. They have, they open up the CAA play against the Delaware, who was next on that list on March the 22nd. And they also play College of Charleston at home on April 26th for a three game series. So Dylan, out of those top four teams that you're going to face from last year that were in the top four of the regular season standings of last year, you get two of those series on the road and two of those series at home. So it's going to be fun. You do have a lot of road games. But as but as you mentioned, this conference last year, Dylan, whenever we were pulling all of the stats and like, hey, can Campbell make the tournament, like make it as a – host in the tournament those teams that we were looking at that Campbell was playing in those final midweek games you had UNCW top 75 RPI Elon top 60 RPI you know and then you had Northeastern in there who was in the top 50 RPI I mean those are all when was the last time that there was even two uh big south teams in the top 100 RPI 
Like never, like not that I can remember. Maybe upstate and Campbell at some point, like when it all maybe went probably not Winthrop and and Campbell whenever they yeah, were going I mean, back. He and might forth, even but have to go back he, to whenever like Liberty and Coastal were in there. But we're talking like Dylan. You know, whenever we're talking Campbell Athletics, we're kind of in our like 2015 and beyond kind of realm. Like that's how I kind of measure things whenever yourself and and myself were there because let's be honest Dylan like that's whenever especially for baseball like this thing kind of like it was kind of going sideways and then it just like took off um and that's kind of been the case for Justin Heron that's kind of how I uh picture things so if you look in that time frame in the big south it's been Campbell and then nobody else so now you have a chance to have maybe three four five teams in the top 100 RPI and as you mentioned, when a lot of those games are on the road, you win those games. Your RPI just keeps jumping up. And then you get a win against NC State on the road midweek in mid-April. And then you beat UNC on the road like they did last year. You beat ECU the last non-conference game of the season when it really matters. You just see the RPI just continue to climb. And then, look, I'll be completely honest, Dylan. If Campbell can... Beat win three two out of three at Elon. If they can win two out of three in Wilmington, which I expect nothing less than a huge contingent of Campbell fans to be in Wilmington at Brooks Stadium the opening weekend of May as Campbell takes on UNCW, especially if this team is rolling. If Campbell can win those two weekends, I see no reason as to why Campbell does not come into the CAA and at least finishes top two in this conference or does not win the league, just come in and say, we're here, this is our league, which is what a lot of us Campbell fans, and quite honestly, we should expect based on what we've seen over the past couple of years. Yeah, and I mean, this conference schedules really, really well. I mean, the, out of those top three teams, I'm just taking a look. Like, I think the big one, like I was looking at UNC, uh, UNCW, Totally forgot they scheduled TCU at TCU um, and took two out of three out of TCU. Granted, that was a very low, low kind of TCU at that moment. Is that um, a return trip? Have they released their schedule? They yet? have not released their schedule. I've been kind of sneak peeking uh, at that to, just I'm to see. I'm going to get on Tom, Tom about that. I'm yeah, friends with yeah, that I mean, there. He's invited to our wedding. Yeah. Actually. Oh, that's very nice. Well, and tell him to get on it because we, we want to know just to, uh, kind of have our eyes on it but i mean if you look like they had virginia at home last year they went to wake forest only lost by two um they had charlotte in kannapolis which was a good game um had ecu in in wilmington uh had uh nc state in wilmington uh nc state just likes to travel everywhere else but booze creek but nevertheless um i mean you went at ecu they beat at ecu um at TCU in the middle of the season, uh, at Carolina. So they know how to schedule really, really well. Um, Coach Hood and that UNCW team. And you kind of look at uh, Elon, um, no rest for the weary because they ended up scheduling Kentucky right off the bat. And then they went to at uh, NC State at Wake Forest, um, had Wake Forest in Elon. They had a lot of CAA or they had a lot of um, Big South opponents. Uh, also Campbell as well. Um, so this conference knows how to schedule really, really well. And like you said, if you take two out of three out of the, out of those, uh, series with their RPIs really, really good. And then you add North Northeastern, which we hope we will see down the line and maybe a CAA tournament situation. If we can get a win against them, I mean, it just kind of, it makes sense. Um, with these RPIs, you're not you're not going to Radford and you're not putting up um, 80, 80 runs against Radford. Their RPI was literally the death of us. Yeah. Literally well, the entire Big South's RPI was the death of us. I think we scored season. 80 runs against Radford, came back and lost the RPI, um, which is we don't want that. I mean, you're probably going to get that against Monmouth, um, which is is going to be on one the of those road, it's on the road. Um, so we kind of got to look, put our blinders out when we're facing Monmouth and be like, 
don't look at the RPI. It's just going to be we're facing Mammoth. We'll, we got return trips to other places later on. So um, I think it sets up very well for um, those RPI chances that we've been desperately looking for um, as well. So, um, I, I mean, you just have big games that are on the road against CAA opponents um, that are going to be a challenge that uh, we're kind of going to be patting our nails if they lose one and be like, Oh no, this is not what we need. And then if they win Saturday, okay, cool. Cause it sets up a great game on Sunday. So, and like you said, if we end up slipping up against one of those big RPI teams, that is not going to be the death of us. Um, it won't be like we slip up against a, a Radford and, um, end up dropping 60 RPI at that point. So, um, I think it sets up really well for RPI chances and, for great rivalries, great games um, all around the board um, for the whole entire season, not just the non-conference schedule. Yeah, Dylan, we, at the end of April and beginning of May last year, was really the turning point for this season. It was, we either figure this out and we are in the national, national conversation, or we don't. Dylan, you take a look at our schedule this year. It is the exact same thing. Campbell, at the end of April, has a three-game home series against College of Charleston. Before that, they have Duke at home. So from April 23rd until April 28th, you have four home games against Duke and three against College of Charleston. Then you go to Liberty on May 1st. And then you have a huge three-game series at UNCW. And then you go to UNC. So we talk about the end of April to the beginning of May. Campbell, during that time stretch, has two games against an ACC opponent, one home series against Charleston, a trip to Liberty, which is always a great, great matchup. And with definitely with Tyler Robinson, former Campbell assistant coach and pitching coach there who went on uh, to be a coach there. Uh, T-Rob, I love you. I worked with you, but I hope we beat the brakes off of you because I hate Liberty. And then you travel to UNCW before you have the UNC game. Dylan, that is a huge between April 23rd and May the 7th. May the 7th is my birthday, by the way, so we're definitely beating the brakes off of UNC. Um, What a stretch there. Like, I mean... Last year, it was a turning point of the season. Uh, You look at that schedule last year. That was whenever you had, you're coming off a three-game sweep at high point uh, that ended on April 23rd. Before that, Campbell beat UNCW on a Tuesday on the road. Following that uh, high point sweep, you had a game at Duke. You had a game at Elon. Campbell lost both of those games. Dylan, at that point, it, it was looking bleak. Campbell bounces back the next week, and they beat UNC. They beat Elon, a team that was top 60 RPI. They sweep Asheville, and then they beat UNCW at home. That was all in that same time span. So if Campbell can you know, win one of those games, if they beat number 20 Duke at home in the DBAP, or they beat Elon on the road, a game that they should have won, that was on a terrible flow sports stream, I might add. You know, and I mean, that could be the difference between Campbell hosting and not. So once again, this season, if Campbell handles business like we're used to, that two-week stretch is going to be pivotal to where the season's going to go. And we're going to get a lot more into this. We are literally 99 days away. But broad picture-wise, I mean, that's a big stretch for the Campbells. Yeah, I mean, that that's huge. Like, that is the gauntlet and that's going to be the make or break of the season. I mean, you look and it, it could go very downhill very quickly, or it could skyrocket. And we're talking about uh, a number seven Campbell team knocking on a top five window where, where these SEC teams are going to start playing, playing each other, where you're going to get into like a Vanderbilt, Tennessee rivalry where they're just beating the mess out of each other. Or you get into a Florida State Vandy type of series, and they're just beating the brakes off each other. 
And when it gets to that, the Campbell's got to hopefully kind of sneak into that conversation um, and, and maybe take some spotlight off of uh, the SEC teams and uh, maybe uh, Sasaki um, from Japan, who has not committed yet, will uh, maybe maybe take a trip to North Carolina. Um, uh, who knows? I think we love him here in North Carolina. Um uh, but nevertheless, that's a different story from the another time. But um, if we could just sneak our way in there and get into that conversations while these SEC teams are beating the brakes off each other, while Texas, who is probably going to end up stumbling because they end up doing the typical, they get really hot really quickly. And then when they get into the Big 12, they'll stumble against somebody. Who knows? And then when you get into um, the – pack five two, whatever they're called um two 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 one who who's in the pack 12 anymore who knows um you're gonna get into that conversation where oregon's gonna be really good ucla but they tend to like either play each other at that point or they'll play like a usc or arizona or arizona state or they'll play like a grand canyon who ends up kicking their butt in the midweek so um, I think the Campbells, that's where you kind of sneak into that conversation and, and you get into the um, kind of the the seven, eight, five, and where we could solidify that host without it being a question this year. Yeah, I mean, that's good, Dylan. The key is to stay relevant, especially during that time frame that we talked about. And as you move towards the end of May, like that's when it really matters. Dylan. I have a question for you. I just took a look at our home slate. Dylan, if if Campbell can win the opening weekend, two games out of three, or sweep UC Santa Barbara, this is just me. I'll let you take a look. I have Campbell not losing a series at home all year. Take a look. You You look. This is assuming Campbell beats Santa Barbara. But take a look at the schedule. Do you have the Camels losing a weekend series at home? Because I don't. don't. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of – you're right. I mean, if you can take two out of three against Santa Barbara, where in the schedule do you think – I don't think they will lose a home series this year. I'll I'll go ahead and put that out there. I mean, mean, Ohio's not, not that team. Bucknell, not that team. Valparaiso, not that team. Delaware could be tricky, but I think the Camels are going to want to make an impact right off the bat as their first CAA opponents. Nevertheless, their first CAA opponents at home, they're going to want to make a difference. North Carolina A&T, not that guy. They're so bad. Yep, Stony Brook, also not that guy either. College of Charleston could be a little iffy. I mean, who knows? They're going to be right up there in that conversation. I'm pretty sure that might be the the one that you kind of maybe kind of hmm. Yeah, that's during that rough be. stretch. During that yeah, rough and it's stretch. yeah, right after the rough stretch that you talked about, um, and then William and Mary in the hopes that Campbell beats the brakes off of them, and the commissioner's there handing us the regular season trophy um, after the game on Sunday which we will take a couple of days later to Wilmington, place it in Wilmington and replace it with a CAA championship and hopefully uh, a hosting bid at that time. Or for the love of God, please don't send us to an SEC team. Um, Cause if I had to watch SEC baseball um, for the 16th year in a row, I know it hasn't been that long, but just bear with me. I'm going to cry. Yeah, I don't don't get me riled up about the NCAA game. Um, if Indiana State, if a team, I, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, yeah, Indiana Terry, State team, Terry Hope Regional, Terry Hope Regional, where they no, have a cemetery as their left field. Uh, you couldn't even get a hotel room for other baseball teams at Terry Hope Regional. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm getting on the sidetrack, but shout out uh, to the Special Olympics. Oh God, like just NCAA, please. Spare, spare me from All another right. anyway, SEC team. Dylan, Dylan, we could rant about the NCAA and the debacle last year for literally two hours. I'm sure we did last year. Um, one thing I do want to point out is uh, what is nice is 
talking about winning and clinching a, a regular season title, uh, we talked about Campbell may not lose a home series uh, this year. Um, this is all to be determined, obviously. Uh, but what is nice is Campbell does close out the regular season at home against William and Mary last year. Uh, Campbell had a chance to just blow the doors off, win uh, the Big South tournament regular season title uh, without a doubt. And Campbell kind of limped down the stretch uh, down in Spartanburg against Upstate. Um, they were able to to get the job done. Um, and it kind of raised some questions going into the Big South tournament, which the guys uh, uh, about two innings into the Big South tournament proved we shouldn't be worried. Um, but, you know, a good thing is, is, hey, whenever you can close out uh, the season at home, you get the, your senior day literally at the end of the regular season. It means a lot more. You're fighting for that. And if it comes down to Campbell versus William and Mary for the conference, I'm not saying William and Mary is going to be fighting for the conference title, but, you know, if it comes down to Campbell needs to win, you would rather have that three game series at home in front of your fans, in front of people who quite honestly really care about this team and this fan base fan base for this baseball program is growing tremendously. Like that, that's big. Um, and I mean, it's a long season, 54 games, but to have those final three at home um, makes a big difference, especially uh, when Campbell was trying to come into this league and win another regular season title right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to try to come in and, and, and say, yeah, the, the big South was a piece of cake, but um, we're going to put our dominance here um, and we're here to stay and we're here to be the nightmare that you guys uh, go to sleep wishing that you don't face the camels um, in a regular season matchup. So um, I, I think that was going to be really nice. And, and like you said, this fan base is going to be very, very hyped whenever they see the schedule and see the games. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting who's going to sell out the most is it going to be the ECU game that always sells out in February or is it going to be North Carolina where everybody um, their mother their cousin and everybody from Chapel Hill is going to be uh, descending onto Bowie's Creek to watch uh, UNC versus uh, versus the Camels hopefully on the ACC network who knows Um, we'll be kind of fighting with basketball at that point um hopefully they'll kind of carve out a spot for a very important midweek matchup. So, um, so I, I think the schedule overall, um, I, I, I tip my cap to coach Hare um, and his staff for creating a, a wonderful schedule, some very interesting matchups um, with a lot of home series at the beginning of the year um, dress accordingly. Um, Cause it could either be really cold or really hot. Who knows? Um, get out to the, to the brand new hump um, that will be debuting this season. Um, hopefully we can get some, um, some cooking growing, uh, get some barbecue, some, uh, the grilling going um, out there that we kind of started last year, um, get that going um, and then just pack it out. And uh, this fan base is going to be on fire for this team. And I think this is going to be a big year for this team they're going to be looking to skyrocket from not just being at a regional and saying, Hey, we're here. We may win one or two games and then they kind of fall, but either hosting regional and winning and going on to a super regional, but or going to a regional and pulling off the upset and getting to a super regional where we could be facing a really good team. Um, and and maybe hosting your super regional if we get there, who knows that that's, that's far daydreaming, but I think the schedule is great Tip my cap to co-chair and the staff. Yeah, Dylan, we're, we're, we'll, we'll sign off soon, but I tell you what, I'm not going to try to take a stab at it uh, tonight, but I will say last year, uh, right before the season started, right before I went to, or right after I went to the diamond bullpen club, like, um, dinner they had a week before the season I was literally we had uh, I ju- we I think we had just started the the discord chat and I was just like joking around I was like hey like really positive outlook for like a record this season it's gonna be like 40 something and whatever and Dylan I'll tell you what man you look back at that schedule from a year ago. Campbell went 46 and 15. And I'm not going to lie. I can't remember what the number was. I can go back and find it because it would have been like one of the 
couple first messages that were ever sent. But Dylan, it was pretty damn close to 46 and 15, talking about that, that my positive outlook to the season. And I was being very positive. And now, like, after finishing top 10, or not finishing top 10, but being top 10 in the nation for multiple weeks after last year, let, whenever we get on our, our preview pod the week before, I'm not going to say 54 no because that's, uh, that's really, really fortunate, but we'll see. It's going to be a good season. Uh, I am excited about, uh, this team. It's going to be a different team. Let's be honest. Um, but I will also say that going into last year, after losing Zach Neto and Thomas Harrington, I was not optimistic about last year's team. And last year's team was in the top 10 for multiple weeks of the season. What I do not know everything that's going to be perfect about this team, nor I, nor do I know their flaws. But I do know that for the past five years, Campbell has won a conference title, either regular season or tournament, and they're moving to the CAA, and they have the same head coach. And it's going to be a fun season. We're 99 days away. When y'all are listening to this, it'll be 98 days away. So you'll literally, basically, you'll be a whole day ahead of us whenever you're listening to this. You'll be closer to Campbell baseball than we are. And it's going to be a fun season. Uh, We are in the middle of basketball season. We'll get into it more as we do. But Dylan and I have had this schedule for over a month. And we have been very... Uh, dedicated and disciplined to only share maybe two games off the schedule. And one of if, them was the ECU game. Oh, yeah. Which is every single year at the exact same time. Yep. And today uh, on the video, if no one found out, I replied that it was the, the Gauchos, which who we opened the season with. Other than that, We've been very disciplined. So we've been very excited about this for a long time. So Dylan, my kudos to you. And it's going to be an awesome season coming up. We have 99 slash 98 days to wait. But whenever February gets here, it's going to be beautiful. And uh, we're going to have some basketball and football content. Um, But I tell you what, I love, I love baseball. I know Dylan loves baseball. And I know every single person in our Discord chat does, and a lot of people on Twitter do. And we're going to line up some baseball content for y'all. And we're going to try our best uh, to get World Series participant Ryan Thompson on the show. Yeah, shout out to him. Uh, He pitched really well in the World Series. Just came up ever so short. Um, But we're we're proud of you, Ryan. Um, And hopefully we can get him on the pod. Um, and hopefully he will stick with the Diamondbacks. But proud of you, Ryan, um, from Pod and from Campbell Nation to you. Yeah. So our goal, Dylan and I's goal, is to get World Series participant Ryan Thompson on the pod. Campbell legend and should have been a gold glover last year. Mm-hmm. Zagneto on the show. Um, Alan Winans. Mm-hmm. Let's see who else we got. Uh, Drake Pearson, Cade, Cade, his mom. It's awesome, Tracy. I know you're listening because we're talking about baseball. Um, we might even have Tracy on the show because she has a lot of insight. On oh, the we got to get Tracy well. on the pod. She is a who. If you haven't met met her, um, she is absolute who, and she's an absolute who on our Discord chat. Uh, we will have her on. I'll the tell pod. you this: if you if you don't want to join the Discord chat for anything else, just do it like February first. Just sign up. Tracy is hilarious. She uh, no no like. Doesn't hold anything back. She calls it how it is. And uh, she brings a lot of, like, quality context. Uh, we have a lot of, like, good information. But, like, when you have someone whose son is, like, in the program or, was like, more, like, now was in the program, you get a lot of context. I can't, I can't, like, text Justin every day and, like, ask him who he's starting on Tuesday. So we got to pull it from, from somewhere else. So that's what you get when you join the Campbell Discord chat. 
Um, and it's going to be awesome this baseball season. Dylan, uh, any final thoughts? I know we're both excited for baseball. It'll be here before we know it. Yeah, I think we're both excited. Uh, the schedule kind of is just the uh, the piece of cake uh, that we that we've wanted. Um, we've been sitting on kind of uh, being disciplined, like you said. Um, and I kudos uh, pat in the back for us for not just wanting to leak the whole thing like sometimes we wanted to. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we were good Campbell. I, I swear we were good with the schedule. Um, we, we were very good, but it was great to see and, and great to look at and all the matchups and stuff like that. I think this is going to be a great season. Uh, hopefully down the line, we'll get a little bit clear picture of what the roster is going to look like and maybe do a preview of, of that roster. We kind of know some of the main faces, but again, you have a lot of new faces coming in. Coach Hare loves the Juco transfers. Coach Hare loves his freshman Peyton Bonds that we're, we're all excited about as well. Um, the Campbell, Shohei Otani, and Grant Nap coming back. Um, so I think it's just going to be a great team, great season. Uh, I expect a lot. Campbell fans are, are excited. I, I think we have some of them who are kind of just itching um, to get back to baseball and uh, get back to some uh, some some dangers, some strikeouts, some flame throwing, some some heat. Dylan, you know what I'm ready for? What are you ready for? I'm ready for in a like three hour period. The guys go, yes, 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 yes. About 12 times. Because there's nothing better than that. Especially when it's against a quality opponent. It's so fun. But anyway. Yes. It's going to be a fun season. I'm ready for all the yes, 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 yes. That we can take. Um, And there's a lot of Campbell baseball alumni. Who are going to listen to this and probably see it on Twitter? Um, they're going to really appreciate that. And Dylan, it'll be here before we know it. And I'm just excited for it. Um, men's basketball plays at ECU on Sunday or Saturday. I hope that they uh, just absolutely Jared Belvin them and just just dunk on them like right from the get go. Maybe like. You know, like twenty point jump out to a twenty point lead. Women's basketball won tonight. Football plays. Yeah, this women's basketball won tonight. Yeah. So congrats to them. Anyway, mainly mainly baseball in this podcast, but just a lot going on, a lot of fun, and uh, baseball season will be here before we know it. Um, Dylan, thanks for hopping on again. It's good to be talking Campbell baseball again. Whenever we have some like something that we can look forward to and not just like tease people with. Um, but everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, Have a great weekend. Uh, Roll humps and we'll talk to you again soon.